Good morning, everyone. I don't know if you noticed this, but uh, we're recording way early than we usually do. Um, this is Comic Thoughts, and this is your host, Ashraf, joined by Connor Kennedy, a very tired Connor. He has not seen 8 a.m. in years, and um, as you can see, he is loving it. And alongside Connor, we have Sam Cripps. Cripsy. Look at this. Bam. Comic Thoughts mug. First on-screen appearance. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. It's extremely do, vulgar. Do you want to read out what it says for our uh, yeah, so, yeah. Spotify audience? Side, side A of my mug says, Fuck, Comic Thoughts podcast is thotty. <laughs> and then the other side says, Like, follow, and stalk. Comic Thoughts podcast. Connor the Central Senpai, Ashraf the Comic Cream Pie, and Sam the Fuckwit. <laughs> my sister that. says that I, there's no way I'm having that mug in the house because my family would hate it. That, that you would <clears> literally <throat> have to cover it with like paper mache just to hide it or some well, shit. I drank a lot no, of coffee. I, yeah. I figured you guys at least will probably drink water if we're doing stuff. I, know, I don't know if you both like coffee or not, um, but yeah, I figure they're great mugs for us to have while we're uh, recording. Just so we're just so we're clear, that first side should be read like "fuck." The Comic Thoughts podcast is thotty. It should be. Wow. Oh, I really like a question. Like, mark. like, like it should be like. Oh no, no, no! Just like it really, like Jesus Christ! I just realized how thotty this thing is. Well, I, I, re <laughs> I always read it kind of like a question, like "fuck." Comic Thoughts podcast is thotty. Like, uh, is it? <laughs> it's up to interpretation. It's really artistic, just like us, you know. Yeah. Well, it, I finally <laughs> had a great conversation with a customer. He goes. He goes, started making jokes about. He actually understood the name. He got the joke about comic thoughts. He understood the fact that it's us being very casual with our conversation and our uh, relationship with comics and pop culture. He finally right. got the joke, and he walked in and just started basically being like, "So, which book have you been splooging on today?" And like, <laughs> pointed at all different ones. It's like, oh my god, someone that understands. <laughs> It's, it's it's a joke that has still yet to land for, for most people I've talked to about it. That's fine. They can leave off. Yeah, it's up to interpretation, hand. just like the mug, yeah. you know? It's like, it's what you see. <laughs> a rose by any other name. It smells just I, as sweet, baby. I didn't realize the word. I didn't realize our podcast was a Rorschach test. <laughs> yeah, some people see um, casual uh, sex. Other people see their parents fighting. And that's what I see. <laughs> no one, <laughs> no <laughs> one looks at this and thinks of sex. <laughs> I cannot think of one thing on a Wednesday that is less sexy than this. <laughs> Your dog, dog oh, yeah. <laughs> Your dog's more sexy. Poor puppy. What's wrong with it? Uh, that's a good question. He's just going. He just. Yeah, there we go. I think he got it. I think he ate something. It's just gotten like kind of like a tingly feeling in his throat. Maybe he ate a Dorito sideways. You know when that fucking happens and it just rips your throat up. Okay, uh, ripping yeah. throats out. Ashraf, nail us with that first question. All right. Uh, speaking about ripping throats up and speaking about Doritos, because I really miss Doritos and I haven't eaten them in a while. What do you think is missing from comics right now? So this can be anything like uh, from elements like humor or heart or action or just, mm. just an element that you think is missing from comics right now in the modern day in 2021. It is really difficult because my initial jump to would be to say i haven't read a comic book series that made me go oh that's that's even a lie because i read firepower last night and i absolutely loved the latest issue of that it had a great twist and it made me go oh can't wait to see what's happening next but i was kind of going for like 
and I know you probably jump on this one as well. You want that old school heart feeling, don't you, Ashraf? Uh, yeah, but I, I feel like it's still sort of there. I, I read yeah. comics nowadays and I still feel the heart. Like I don't think anything's missing right now because there's such yeah. a... Like in between, you know, the 600 different companies there are now, including all that indie stuff, like everything's kind of covered. If you want something about... Literally, there's. I read Stray Dogs number one the other night. There's literally a book out which is like, imagine if Lady and the Tramp meets yeah. Animal Lecter. Like that's out there now. So, for the person that needed that in their lives, they can get it. For the person that needed happy, wonderful magic rainbow time, they can read something about gummy bears or Donald Duck or unicorns or whatever. All the Disney stuff and all those guys that like ponies. My Little Pony still a thing. And they've kind of got a series that is teen and one that's young kids, which is creepy. But um, yeah, I don't know. I think I think we're actually pretty well covered. The only thing I guess I could really say that's missing, missing, is I want Marvel or DC to introduce a main line that is an Aussie. Yeah, right. That'd be cool. Uh, an Australian um, main character. I think, I want, yeah, good rough as guts, true blue yeah. Aussie. That's maybe like, like, even if they used Boomerang and made him more like the Jai Courtney one from the movie where he's cracking Fosters and, yeah. you know, that, that kind of thing where he's legitimately like, oh, fucking Stroof, we've got to get through these coppers to get to here. Like, I want, I actually want that in a comic. I, I would like that as well. Um, Doomsday Clock featured an Australian Justice League for a few pages, and apparently they've been. In comics for a while they just haven't been featured like uh that one of them is the tasmanian devil yeah like the animal <laughs> yeah. and uh it's 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 weird honestly it. to think that like like when you say australian comic book character like most of the things that pop in my head would be villains captain boomerang <laughs> uh pyro pyro from the x-men that uh-huh. from the x-men yeah he's 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 aussie at oh, least, yeah, at least in a lot of interpretations, he's he's Aussie. Um, hang on. <laughs> yeah, well, the, we we give them so many fucking actors, they might as well give us one character. Yeah, there's. I mean, there is a lot of Australian. Oh, sometimes they're Australian characters. Um, but yeah, I'd just like to see. I mean, Tom Taylor's introduced some pretty cool ones, I believe, that are yeah. Australian through the Suicide Squad run that he did. Um, or at least one of them, I'd assume, would have to be because. The, the first nation woman yeah yeah uh, uh, saint john uh i'm gonna mess up this last name Allardyce is his real name and he has a he's australian he was born in australia has an australian Hyrule. citizenship yeah the the old school x-men villain yeah. um, how about you connor what do you think is missing from comics right now <laughs> your dog <laughs> so Cappy, I don't know. We don't know why he does this sometimes. We think it's just him, like he gets a tingle in his throat, or like he he, he maybe he doesn't drink water as much as he should. We've been trying to monitor him, and he's just been he just keeps on making these noises, and it's really concerning. And yeah, it's we'll probably concerning. taking we might take him to a vet soon. But let's not let's not bring the podcast down. Um, what is missing from comics today? I, I legit question. <laughs> I, I legit could not think of something that's missing from comics because, like you guys, I mean, like. Oh, humor is, and then I think, no, wait, there's actually a really funny book that I read recently. I'm like, oh, maybe the art's not as good, but then I'll be like, no, but this book is really good looking. Like, I don't know what is missing from comics, but it almost feels like I should be able to say this because in a way it almost feels like there is something missing simply because... A cheap option. 
Uh, yeah, cheap options. The but then, book on the market. Then you have those hundred-page books, which are really good for value. Yeah, but at the same for time, for both Marvel and DC, yeah, them, but yeah, Marvel and DC. I know that they were doing those dollar, two-dollar book type things. Yeah, well, I'd actually like to see each run pick a main character and do. I don't know, do the same thing Spawn's on, a $5 book. $5, I know, still to some people is a lot, but for most it isn't. That's a nice number. $5 is a good number for a single-issue comic, and I feel like each, like Spawn being $5 still, or $5.50, whatever it is, is brilliant because if you don't have a lot of money, that's a great comic for you to get. It comes out only, you know, once a month or so, uh, it could be twice a month. I can't remember, but yeah, you know that's that's cheap as hell. Marvel and DC should really do that, considering half of DC's books are now nine to eleven dollars. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's either they do that or um, the other thing would be to do like a, a magazine style book that's like like sort of like DC Rebirth, except every month where they have a showcase of different characters and how it furthers the continuity and a showcase supposedly. Book, yeah. That's cool. what they're doing with Infinite Frontier, so maybe that. It's, Did it's, you want to say something on it? Yeah, yeah no, I'm just like, I'm still just trying to think. Every time I think of something yeah. to say, I can't really add to the conversation because, again, I don't really know what to say is missing other than maybe uh, a larger audience. But then what is what is missing to get that larger audience? Uh, and, like, honestly, do you think, like, some American, how, how many Americans do you think are aware of how pricey comics are over here? Like, do you think they could even comprehend? What's happening? I think I think it's pricey over there as well. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. In saying that, their prices are like if we were over there and we bought a bunch of books. Even I'm even thinking older stuff, right? So that's this is where for me it's a pain because I obviously buy a lot of older stuff. Buying a bunch of older stuff from the US is better than me trying to buy it locally most of the time, only because one the range is bigger over there two it's cheaper because they don't really calculate about post and all the extra stuff that it's cost them to get it down do you know what i mean like a shop has to a shop has to think about your postage and all of that and travel time and blah 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 and all the other expenses a shop has but if i just buy from a collector like from a friend in the us and get it all sent down in a giant package usually that's still kind of cheaper than trying to find back catalogs locally. I am, I'm only saying that in general, but I'm pretty lucky. Most of the people here in Adelaide that have big back catalogs and stuff that I buy and swap and trade through, um, it's all actually pretty cheap. It's not too horrible unless you're buying scary price books. But yeah, Adelaide's very lucky that we have such a great back catalog locally, but some other states aren't as lucky. Yeah, right. Um, imagine buying or trying to buy old comics in Tasmania or whatever. Yeah, just there's like two guys down there that might have them. Um, and even then, you'll be paying a premium. And then if you get the postage okay, there's still a chance of, depending on how it's coming, if it's by air, you'd probably be okay. But if they ever chuck it on a boat, you make sure that that it. thing's bomb-proof because you will get water damage. No, I, that uh, that's so far. Past, I can... Uh, hardly imagine trying to live in tasmania in general like i don't understand the customs like which head do you talk to first sam well see i always think we're the smarter one okay i'm pointing at my penis for people listening on spotify (laughs) (laughs) 
that's that's why we didn't laugh it was a dick joke and not a very funny one just for people who are also listening on spotify <laughs> so, i i am i am way too salty this morning i think i need a refresh i'm sorry right. guys <laughs> all right let's, let's, um but yeah as far as go on Go get in yeah. the shower, mate. Go on. <laughs> yeah. Do it on podcast, on video. Take the yeah, dog with you. Take the, take the camera with you. Jump in the shower. Wash off. Just We're, we're here for you, buddy. <laughs> take the we, dog and the bird. Legit, if we're trying to be thoughty about this, why not? I mean, actually, no, the bird does actually shower with us sometimes. What the fuck? Legit, cool. he, he like gets mad when we don't take him to the shower with us sometimes. He, will like, he likes to come in and like jump through the water and jump about and fly through the water. And yeah. I find that that bird gets mad a lot. Regardless of what you do, and legit, he is the, right. the biggest shithead in the world. <laughs> what what uh, should we move on now? If we're, we're uh, the next yeah, I, I just I just final thoughts on this question, and or my thoughts rather, yeah, go be for it. What I think is missing from comics, oh. and this is hard, this is hard question to answer because I didn't think anything was missing until someone like once in a while someone asked me what's a good standalone story to buy from DC or, or Marvel that's coming out in uh like right now and i it's hard for me to think of stories like that i guess there's a few black label books i can recommend but even then they tend to um need some other stuff to uh, pull up yeah i mean i yes and no because i yeah. was just thinking I, I had a customer come in literally yesterday and we had a conversation because he likes to buy collected editions that are one story one book doesn't have to buy everything else and I sort of said to him, well, now you obviously know the origin stories of most of the characters. Well, you don't need to know like half the time. You just know that, okay, that cool. That guy's got that power. You know that. Right. You can nearly buy any trade and that has, you know, it's a start to end story in most trades. Not all, but most. Yeah. You don't need to read. Like if you picked up Batman Death of the Family, you don't need to read all of Court of Hours and all of that other stuff to know what's to going on. To understand, yeah, necessarily. Yeah. Yeah. You can pick up that one book and get the entirety of that story. Of the story. So, and context clues and everything. I, yeah. I would think the same, but a lot of people don't. Do they want to drop way. 30 don't bucks on a trade? Do yeah. they want to drop $30 on a trade immediately? It's, um, it's not even that. They, they just don't believe that the story hold, uh, stands on its own merit or whatever, that it yeah. that it exists within a wider continuity. It's like, yeah. like, cause, cause when I recommend something like that, they're like, uh, is that. Is that like Batman Earthland or One Woman Earth One, where those are like one complete story or whatever? I can I can suggest a heap of stuff. Like I'd just say, hey, look, if you want a one-off thing, go pick up Batman White Knight, just the first one. Don't worry about the uh, rest. Yeah. Uh, if you want, if we're talking DC, I'd say pick up the Hush Collected Edition because that is a beautiful story. You get all the villains and everything. You'll get a, a good taste for Batman. Um, if you're looking at Marvel right now, I'd actually even suggest picking up the J.J. Abrams trade paperback that's just been released. Uh, I think that's called Bloodline. Uh, I really, really enjoyed that. Um, uh, you can pick that up at Gamma Rates Comics. Feature <laughs> on the Gamma Cast. And um, yeah, like there's, uh, there's tons of collected editions and even single issues like the Three Jokers. We still have issue one, two, and three. You can pick up that story. That's a story by itself. That you don't need all the other context for. Kind of, but... Like you just named a lot of things that that rely on other stories to make them stronger. Like both White Knight and Three Jokers rely on the death in the family story to to strengthen them. You know, that they? they rely on the fact that that you know these stories already. Yeah, I don't think they do because I don't remember half the stuff that happened. <laughs> <in> that, and <laughs> okay, you know, um, like, 
yeah. Marvel team up. I, yeah, I, like something like good. a Marvel team up book. Like they should bring that back as just a casual once a month or once every two weeks at most um, book. Because I remember when I was trying to get into like being like what you know the Mar- the Ultimate Universe Marvel did Ultimate Spider Man and then Ultimate Team Up at the same time. Seventeen issues of Ultimate Team Up went by, and it basically each issue was a new character and it introduced that universe's version of the character to you through Spider Man. Because of that, I was like more like I like cool legit. I'm now ready to see Avengers Ultimate Event read Ultimate Avengers Ultimate X Men. Like I get this universe. Um, that could be something they could do as a way to like introduce characters to, to to audiences. Maybe that's what's missing is like an easy way to introduce these concepts to people. I legitimately think that we don't have to worry about origins anymore. Like yeah, we, nearly every not. single person knows the stories of most of the characters that are on screen or whatever. And if they don't, they all have that friend, us guys, that does. Well, legit, Marvel skips Spider-Man's origin story in the MCU. And and, and it didn't need to be. And they didn't need to do it. And then fucking uh, the DCEU recaps Batman's origin story. And a bunch of people was like... Like, like everyone was like, you basically just played the first five minutes of Batman. Uh, Batman Begins at the start of Batman vs Superman. Yeah, who gives a fuck? Like we know. Yeah, we, I don't. I don't need happens. to see the fucking pearls. I don't need to see the parents. I don't need to see the. Fucking it's murder. symbolic, Ashraf. <laughs> Zack Snyder is too busy jacking off to himself. That that scene is terrible. <laughs> hey, anyway. no, Ashraf, Ashraf, get excited! It's next week. Boo! It's next week, Ashraf. When Did you hear about that glitch where people watch, tried to watch Tom and Jerry and they had the Snyder Cut and suit? I thought it was hilarious. That's so funny. <laughs> like, God, Tom and Jerry got dark. Yeah. <laughs> Jerry, where are the kids? <laughs> God, imagine being a kid and doing that. It would suck. I'd be amazing. You'd be like, yes, this is way better. <laughs> I or way worse. I, I, no, I, Tom and Jerry all day. If, if Zack Snyder versus Tom and Jerry, Tom and Jerry would fucking win. <laughs> Zack Snyder is Tom and Jerry. Be yeah, I'd watch that. Oh, God, the same amount of violence, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> all right, let's do this. Drop the next one. Okay. So, um, two weeks ago, Future State concluded. And Future State was a three-month-long event that DC had. And for those of you that don't know what Future State is... Um, at the end of Death Metal, (laughs) yeah, Google it. Or the quick recap, at the end of Death Metal, which is a crisis level event, uh, usually the universe gets rebooted, but instead of getting rebooted, everyone's uh, legacies got returned and the New 52 is sort of erased because everyone remembers pre-crisis continuity and um, a lot of pre-crisis continuity has been reestablished, like the the GSA existing and stuff. And... um, as a result of death metal, um, the universe is together again and there's a multiverse and everything's happy and peaceful, but uh, there are these dark possible futures that could come to fruition. And uh, Future State is just a look at some of those futures. That's the, the what ifs. Yeah, the what if. Like, they, they say the universe, but at what cost? <clears throat> and um, from a retailer's perspective, how did this three-month-long event do, Sam? All right. So to start off with, it started off with all the conversations about it. It started pretty grim to start off with. And I'll tell you why. It started grim basically because originally there was a thing called Next Gen something, Gen 5 or whatever. That was oh, the... 5G. Yeah. yeah, 5G. So basically after Death Metal, and you could tell that I think Far Sector... 
uh, Joker War and a bunch of other books were all writing to lead to this 5G story, which was going to be all about the younger guys like uh, uh, Superman's kids, Batman's kids, like Damien and stuff, all growing up to become the heroes and then also showing us the new younger generation coming through, the, the Generation 5. But the heads up at DC went, boo, hiss, we fucking hate this. And fired that video. Yeah, fired the man in charge and said, righto, not happening. But already so much artwork, so much planning and detail had already started. So there was all of a sudden this gap where they've got all this material for, for this event that's no longer happening. And also no material being made for that time span to, to replace it. Like those people don't have time to go back and magically create new art for that three month period like that's a big time frame that they've already done the work for so dc relabeled it the um future final state. Front, uh, future state uh, sorry future state they relabeled it future state then they quickly got all the art repatched it together as best they could and continued one or two of the ideas and just got them to change certain elements so to a certain extent, it's all recycled art from this other story that never happened. And it's all uh, story plots that start off deliberately sort of probably sounding like they're meant to tie from death metal, but then end completely different to how it was all initially meant to end. So the whole thing's a recycled program, basically. And them doing that has ended up with two things. One, first of all, everyone was like, well, this is shit because it's all going to be recycled crap. Who cares? And then the other lot of people were like, well, hang on. We're still getting some of those new characters that they promised. Let's check it out. It ended up being very surprising. More and more people started to jump onto it than expected. More and more people saw this as an opportunity to jump onto DC, learn new characters. It seemed interesting that there was all these cool stories that were only two or four issues long. They didn't have to collect 52 issues or a thousand books to get the full, full story of everything. They could go and pick up one or two. So it ended up selling really, really well. And even like I picked up a couple of them to try. I've only read Robin Eternal. That was utter shit. You could tell that that was <laughs> just recycled crap. It was, it was kind of like, it, I was like, this is kind of cool, but it's just going nowhere means nothing. It was like first issue, We've got a problem. Second issue, solve problem, done. Like, just crap. But I heard lots of people going, oh, my God, what the new Wonder Woman's amazing. And that did so well that now with the next part of this uh, finishing off, now Final Frontier kicking in, um, a lot of the characters that succeeded from this, they're now able to take and add to series or create new series that will then turn into a proper comic book run. So in the end, it's done really well at introducing a lot of people to some DC stuff and places for them to jump on with miniseries. And it's also created new characters that people fell in love with that they can, they've gone, okay, actually this sold really well and we're getting rave reviews about this. So that testing the waters with that has worked. So I do believe in the end, as a retailer's perspective, it's done very well for pretty much the retailer. I know that other shops have said different things. I know one shop, uh, yeah, I think once I think they're from Melbourne. They basically said it's that everyone uses it as a jumping-off point. Um, 
they were like, right, death metal's done. We're done with this. This is just getting stupid. Um, which at the end of death metal, I must admit, I thought death metal ended up finishing like shit. I finally finished reading it and it just, because of that 5G thing, it was all building to that and not having it. I feel like it was just a dead in the water cutoff and they finished a lot of their series at that time, just weird, just cutoffs. But that's because DC, the company was just being dumbasses and they fucked everything around. But yeah. this is a great start. Like straight away, um, I looked through the art of the new Suicide Squad book, the new Swamp Thing book, and the new Wonder Woman book, um, and some other stuff that all came out last week. And that was all amazing. Like it all looked brilliant to the point where I've, I've put Suicide Squad and Swamp Thing in my bag ready to pick up next week. In the end, I was like, I can't just leave them. I have to know. So yeah, as a retailer point of view, it has brought a lot of people in. There's a heap of new number one starting. If you're looking for a good place to start, now is the time to jump onto DC. That's, that's a good perspective. Very, very in-depth. <laughs> yes, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but I, I agree with you for a lot of it. A lot of it is uh, repurposed stuff. Yeah, and... so half of it's shit, <laughs> like admittedly. Yeah. It's just crap stories, but... It depends, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, but then uh, the customers from, from our store, from Gamma's, is basically they've all said Wonder Woman. Both the Wonder Woman books that came out were 100% worth jumping onto. Um uh, Dark Detective and The Next Batman. I've, I've had people tell me both of those are brilliant and they were really refreshed that it wasn't just a regular Bruce Wayne story that we've heard a thousand times over. They were really excited for something new. Um, but I know a lot of people and are more and more so are leaving Batman and moving onto other characters. Yeah, I've left Batman at this point, which is oh, huge yeah. for me. Whoa, yeah, Ashraf. Uh, I don't think that I've done that in years, but I might pick it back up in April just because I feel like the story's kind of stagnated. It did. Oh, well, Joker War yeah. went nowhere because what it was building up for, they cancelled. Did they? Yeah, it was a, Is that what happened? Joker War was meant to lead yeah. into the gen thing. 5G? And so the ending of Joker War was completely changed. This is what I was told anyway. It was completely yeah. changed because... I think the idea was that the Joker war was going to lead to some Batman, Batman possibly dying or gone missing. And or his identity gonna... getting revealed. Yeah. yeah. And that was going to lead to Damien and everyone else taking over and taking up the mantle. We might still do that just because yeah. of the way Joker war ends and what happens in the next Batman. We might still be headed towards that. Yeah. So... Which would be smart because it'd be refreshing to get a new a, a new person in the call, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, so I guess I'll give my perspective from it as someone who follows DC and was tempted to branch out and read a lot of this future state stuff, which is fucking expensive. I think I spent $100 on one of my shipments. Um, Sam's right. A lot of it is repurposed stuff. Like, for example, the next Batman, it's good, but we knew that John Ridley was attached to write Batman for 5G and that his Batman was going to be a person of color and that uh, the framing device was that the death metal would have restored uh, the previous timeline, meaning that all of the characters like Batman and Superman would have aged out of their roles. So therefore, there would need to be an ex-Batman. But reading the book, it, using Future State as sort of like a... A conceit for why there's a new Batman, why Batman's not in the, uh, why Bruce Wayne's not in the cow. I thought it was good enough. 
And I thought the way he wrote this Batman and how we find who he is, like uh, we end up finding out that he's one of Lucius Fox's sons. was really cool. And it's a lot of social commentary on what's happening in or right now or like since June of last year, like with the, the protests and Black Lives Matter and how we sort of think that we're heading into a police state in Western civilization. And uh, it's interesting that you kept that relevant, even though this was put on the back burner, even after 5G was canceled. <clears throat> there are other stories that I read, like uh, Suicide Squad was really, really good, I thought. Uh, it's interesting to see Superboy lead the team, or Connor Kent. And that has like a really fun backup story featuring Black Adam, where he looks kind of like The Rock, <laughs> almost exactly like The Rock. Like, he's even as um, jovial as The Rock is in real life, too, which did, I thought did was... You, did you guys know that The Rock is playing Black... Hey, did you know The Rock was playing Black Adam, by the way? Guys, did you did you remember that that movie's <laughs> yeah. happening? That's announced, yeah. Yeah, You mean, it's, you it's... mean Shazadam? <laughs> Shazadam, yeah. If that happens, yeah. I'm not going. The, they the, change uh, the name, I'm out. Fucking... They're not. It's just a joke. <laughs> but, yeah. uh, you know, that movie's been in production for, like, what? A, a no, decade? It yeah. <laughs> like, it's been, it's been a while. I... I I'll believe it when I see it. The Rock is like one of the busiest people on the planet, and that movie keeps getting delayed. What do so. you think <laughs> with with all the future state stuff? Do you think it was smart for them to cancel five G? I think it was smart of them to cancel five G. I think that's you know I, I would have been excited to go to the to the next level or to see uh continuity being adhered to and the characters age out and for us to like have new characters and new adventures and stuff but i think from like a business perspective it probably would kill dc at this point just because i feel like they're struggling just people don't want to take risks on, on new stuff it's hard and this gives them the opportunity to do so like without risking much because we know that everything's going to go back to normal in a few months yeah i don't that's what I struggled with is just because I was like, does this event mean anything? Well, like, I mean, it might. Like, um, it might. That's what I mean. It yeah. might. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's an interesting way to do an event just because like, here's a peek into a possible future. And right now in the comics, we can see maybe this is where we're headed. Like, for example, Superman. Um, It'd be smart if they actually end up getting back to this. Like if they end up, getting you know like if they tell for the rest of this year if they tell this story and then we get to the end of that story for the year and it connects straight into basically being like now go back and read these yeah and then and then this is what happens after that you know like that'd be that'd be clever if they managed to pull that off they 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 might be doing that like just just with batman where it's headed with superman where it's headed and a lot of it is hinting at the fact that maybe as dark as Future State is, this might be the best case scenario for the future. Mm. So that it's it's interesting. It's an interesting idea, definitely. And it, it also, like, some of the stories in Future State hint at new series, like the Batgirls thing. Like, uh, the Batgirls is a backup story in the next Batman. And uh, it hints at there being a Batgirls comic coming out soon, which turned See? out to be true. Yeah. I'll another question for you then. What do you, how do you feel about the backup stories? Because personally, I know that, like, so Bryony's a big Batgirl fan and there's no Batgirl comic right now. But yeah. she's not going to spend 
what, nearly $16 on a comic just to get a tiny bit about Batgirl at the back. Like, and um, is that book then, so now is that going to be reprinted, that story, that, that backup story? Is that going to be printed in the Batman collected edition or is it going to be printed in a we've, random... We've talked about this before. Yeah, yeah we've, we've talked yeah. about this. Like, and we still, I think we we still seen... weren't sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but for Robin, at least, the backup stories are included when the uh, Robin solo comic comes out. Okay. So we, we assume that once some of these stories come out, they'll, they'll include the, the preludes from Future State. But then I don't know what happens to the backup stories that, don't, that won't have a solo comic coming out. Hmm. Yeah, interesting to see what happens. <clears throat> yeah. Right. And uh, yeah, I mean, I thought the next Batman is really good. John Ridley, Oscar winner. So he writes a very good Batman, very good uh, perspective from a person of color in the cowl, who's not like Bruce Wayne at all, who's more forgiving and wants, uh, who's more into the rehabilitation of criminals and who's fighting the police most of the time instead of like criminals or the stereotypical superstitious cowardly lot style criminals in masks and costumes. And um, Suicide Squad is really good. You have Superboy leading the team. And in modern day, you have Amanda Waller recruiting Superboy. And he's still a hero. But in the future state Suicide Squad, he's kind of leading into the fact that he's a villain. And um, I thought Justice League was really cool. Joshua Williamson wrote a story that brings back uh, a villain from the 90s run of JLA, and which confirms that that story is still canon somehow. It <laughs> happened like a million years ago, <laughs> meaning the characters are super old. But <clears throat> uh, I, I also enjoy the younger characters, like uh, the new Superman. And uh, I haven't read One Woman, but from what I've seen, she's pretty cool. Like uh, you have a One Woman who's um, a dreamer or undocumented immigrant living in the US and going back to Brazil. Hmm. So the, these are stories that are pretty interesting and I don't think would have been told in main continuity uh, if there wasn't this future state thing. Yeah, fair enough. I think Far Sector um, is something that most people haven't picked up and should. So when the collected edition finally comes out of that, that's the one that I'm going to... I know it's not necessarily... I, f- I feel like Far Sector is this weird thing of what could have been with the, the next... G thing, but yeah, I, I, it's been so good. I really hope that people pick that up as a collected edition. And that—that's a cool character. She is mm. in the Justice League in the Future State. Oh, really cool! Which is she's, yeah, yeah. She's, she's, she's the main Green Lantern. Batman. Yeah, because so she's like a police saying. officer or something. She's an actual detective. Yeah, uh, I and she want... does detectiving stuff in a uh, Justice yeah, League. I think you should uh, ask Connor. Oh yeah, so Connor, based on uh, what me and Sam have been saying, are you hooked? Do you want to buy Future State? Are you interested in this? Do you see this as a jumping on point? See, this is something I've been rolling around in my head uh, quite a bit as like, does this sound like something I would want to jump onto? But because I'm rolling around in my head so much, I'd have to say that means no, because I'm so conflicted on whether or not I would just based on a couple of things. One, starting with like the whole 5G thing, right? That sounded really cool the idea of actually seeing not only this next generation that has been built up for like the past decade now of DC comics. Like that's a lot of like new 52 characters, a lot of pre new 52 characters who have been built up for about a decade now, 
getting the chance to be the main heroes and then that next generation that sounds cool i'm down for that that, that's a, that seems like a pretty good uh selling you know that's that, that i'm sold on that um but then to hear what they're doing now it's in a way it's cool but it also sounds like basically they just like shotgunned a bunch of what if stories onto shelves at like yeah. a 16 dollar price point for each story which like generally i could not think of a less appealing selling points <laughs> to, to me like it's like i kept on thinking like okay but what is it leading to and like how important is that re- is that i read all of these or any of these what is the wh- where are we heading to um with this is it worth dropping that like the hundred bucks like you did ashraf to get these stories will i will will it matter when eventually it's all finished and inevitably dc will sort of establish its new slightly altered status quo you know like what is it gonna be and even if each individual story is unique like it all going out on shelves at once like i'd almost have preferred like i almost would what would be more interesting to me would be almost like a a continuous what if series cold future state that runs alongside the main dc universe that can read these what if futures from there um so yeah it doesn't sound inherently bad like the elements all don't sound inherently bad, but it doesn't really sell me. There's nothing so, sort of strong enough that's clicking and making me go, I really want to jump onto this. You know, like nothing's hooked me hard yeah, enough. Right. Um, and that's the thing. Should I wait until it's over before I even jump on? If I wanted to jump on to like reading DC full time proper, do I jump on during future state or do I wait till after future state? What would be better? See, I, what I did is I picked like, I've still got swamp thing future state to read and I've got Harley Quinn future state to read. Um, admittedly, I, from those, I'll, I, I haven't been told anything really about them. So I don't know if they're good or bad, but then after that, that was just characters that I was kind of interested in. And me and Bryony have always got the Harley stuff, but now we're looking at future state uh, future frontier and what's infinite next frontier, yeah. infinite frontier i'll figure it out eventually uh <laughs> the ones that i've decided to go for is i'm going to try suicide squad number one and swamp thing number one and just yeah. see what they're like uh just because the art looks so good in them but that's because i'm not interested also i don't care about batman i don't care about wonder woman don't care about flash like all of those characters for me have been so borderline overdone that their stories no longer keep me intrigued so if i was you connor i'd pick something you've never thought about picking up before that's like i think you'll find you'll be in the same boat as me where you'd pick up a batman comic and you'd be like "Ah, he's still doing the same shit but if you picked up one of the new suicide squads or uh, i'm trying to think what else came out this week even the new wonder woman apparently like there's heaps of cool new stuff happening that isn't the same old it's actually revitalizing okay you know what actually i think that's i think that that's the answer to the first question um now that i've thought about it this is sort of made me think uh, because what's cool about future state is that it, it implies that these futures what you know what these futures are but there's no inherent idea that these are the future that will be because there's always the feeling of we'll go back to what's normal uh, in oh the yeah quo. Right? there's also a, another hook with the future state that i didn't okay. mention yep. where like i say this might be some possible futures. If you actually buy all the books or a lot of the books, then you start to realize that there is a co- coherent continuity. Some of them take place 
um, in the near future and some of them take place in the far future. And then once you read a lot of the books, you start to piece together that this is one story and this is how this future spirals out of control and gets to this point. Like some books take place in 2027, some books take place in 2030. And you can kind of see, like for example, uh, Aquaman's daughter grew up or or how Batman or how Gotham turned into a police state and how terrible uh, it's getting in the span of five years. Okay, see, that that is, like, to know that's all part of the sort of, like, you know, slightly disjointed but interesting spiral of events in the same future, that's a bit more interesting to me than a bunch of just different ones. Yeah. Um, But even then, I think the answer to question one, consequences. Like, long-term consequences in comics haven't really been as as much of a thing recently. Speaking of consequences, just looking at the time here, we should probably jump on to the next question. And this next question does have consequences. Finally had like finally had a fucking answer to question one. You're just gonna cut us off. (laughs) Okay. Well, okay, in the interest of time, we'll move on to the next question. (laughs) Very good input from everyone. Um so speaking about consequences and speaking about dark, twisted futures, what is your favorite marriage in comics, guys? Are you ready for this? Because I literally just thought of it then. Okay. You get to us, Sam. Doc yeah. Ock and Aunt May. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's pretty good. <laughs> I literally was thinking, I'm like, oh, I don't care about how many times Peter Parker's not got married. I don't care how many times Batman's not got married. I don't care how many times Colossus has been left at the altar. I don't, I don't care about any of the characters. Now, I mean, I know the important one was... Sue Storm and Reed Richards. No, I don't care about that either. Um, the, the the Emma Frost and Tony Stark. No, no, no. The 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 two the 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 first gay marriage in Marvel. Um, oh, oh, North um, Star. How do we not North this? Star? Yeah, and right. See, that was I've I've got a copy of that. That's actually brilliant. That was really well done and a really nice piece. Um, I, I just think that was well written and a, and a, a great piece, but. And that was, in, in my head, something that I'll call an important book at the time. But if we're talking about just pure favourite nonsense marriages, it has to be Doc Ock and Aunt May. Because Aunt May's age <laughs> just seems to dramatically change all the time. And the amount of times that Doc Ock has cloned himself, changed himself, become a Spider-Man, become not a Spider-Man, something else. I wonder if at some point, there's going to be, I don't know, for some reason, I just see them ending up together being like, we're both immortal. <laughs> I, I think they should the have ended up. The universe will occur. Uh, everything will be gone. Galactus but is they'll be... will float through. But they'll be yeah. <laughs> No, they, they should have maintained that as canon and kept that as canon when Doc Ock stole Peter Parker's body and continued yeah, the romance how in there. Creepy. Yeah. Well, okay, awesome. they, they actually do reference it a few times uh, in uh, Go Down Swinging or uh, with Code Red, like the Red Goblin stuff. Um, Red Goblin almost killed Aunt May and the person to save her life was uh, Doc Ock, a superior Spider-Man who jumped in the way of, uh, of, of uh, Red Goblin's attacks to save, uh, to save her life. And that was basically the start of his redemption arc, which essentially also then led to him becoming a villain again. Because a redemption arc lasts a little about five issues. <laughs> that um, that That's whole marriage though, uh, uh, yeah. the panels like, just the art in it, it's just hilarious. Just seeing like the conversation. Yeah. It's funny. I don't know why. I just think that is hilarious, especially like how we all know that Doc Ock is such a piece of shit. Like <laughs> he's one of my favorite characters, 
but he's such an asshole. And for the sweet Aunt May character at that time to be like, oh, he's just a deer. <laughs> like, it's just so funny that that's the way they're like, you know, it'd be, tra- you know, let's traumatize Peter even more. We've killed off one of his girlfriends. We've killed off all his family friends. We're killing off all these people. You know what? Let's force his aunt to get married to Doc Ock. <laughs> and then J. Jonah Jameson up there, right? Yeah. J.J. Yeah. Jameson yeah. Senior. Yeah, Senior. To, senior. Yeah. Um, yeah, he passed, didn't he? Yeah, he died. Yeah. It was really sad. That was actually quite a sad issue. It was. Like, it was, it was... It was a good story arc. That actual... That story... I know there was something else happening in the forefront, but I don't even remember what was happening in the forefront. I actually just more remember the the line of of what was happening to him with him passing and stuff. It was really quite good. There was there was a lot of stuff with the Jameson family at the time, like uh, Jay Jonah finding out about Peter Parker's identity in yes. Spectacular Spider-Man, which is actually that if you got one book from that run, that book's the book because not only does it like it completely justifies the reveal, like it, like the whole story is basically Spider-Man and Jay Jonah Jameson getting to sit down and just go just talk about this 50 year rivalry in the and comics. then they become t- like a team up which is yeah. really funny yeah he keeps trying to help and just making everything way worse <laughs> and, e- and like even things like jj jameson just like but still acting like he's his boss like parker get downtown it's absolutely spot I, on. I fucking loved it like it was one of the best things so done. my vote then is doc ock and Aunt may oh yeah how about how about you connor uh honestly uh i think what my vote might have to go to to deadpool and shikla because it was uh shikla shikla the um the the dracula's dracula's wife oh okay dracula's supposed wife promised promised wife the uh, the succubus this this queen of demons and monsters uh and the re part of the reason i love that whole story was a fantastic comic run that run was brilliant it it was uh everything uh, the the gauntlet i think was what she was introduced in uh it was really good um and his marriage to her and their their sort of like their romance or like their sort of the believed romance i actually think it was like one of those things where it wasn't as romantic as uh, she pretty much ended up cheating on him almost immediately with uh, with uh, Jack Russell of all people. Um, That's right. Uh, yeah, Deadpool fight, straight, up fucking, yeah, straight up fucking yeah, straight up fucking killed him. Yeah, uh, his head off. <laughs> and he survived because he's a werewolf, but he's just got little. He's just got a little head, like a little puppy head, because it's slowly growing. <laughs> like for like <laughs> ten issues, you just had Jack Russell buff body with a little puppy for a head because his head was growing back. Anyway, um, I, the reason I love that marriage is because it feels like that is the, the the point where it's like Deadpool's life is slowly doing this. He's got his daughter back. He's friends with his Captain America. He's he's married to a beautiful woman. And then that's where it peaks. And then it's just from there, it slowly becomes very apparent that the reason Deadpool's life has been so good recently is just so Duggan can break your fucking heart <laughs> and wow. make Deadpool suffer. Like that is the pinnacle and it drops. And I, I, I love that basically being this is the last point where Deadpool was really, really proper happy. And then, yeah, then he yeah, suffers then from there. Because Deadpool's always best when he's a sad clown. If he's just like funny random, hey tacos, chimichangas, I got a fucking taco truck for whatever reason. Hey, is that a dog with my face? Like that's that's fun and all, but I think my favorite Deadpool is the Deadpool who is sad clown who was you know it led to issue i think 21 of that of that deadpool run where he tries to help a girl who's like suicidal it's like um it's it, yeah which is a yeah, really good run. and like basically helps her helps him helps her short sort her shit out for a bit but it's still also super 
super sad the whole time. Like he's like, I'm not here to stop you from killing yourself. I can do it. I don't yeah, care. I actually don't like that Deadpool. That Deadpool that that is a sad clown who helps people. I kind of enjoy the Deadpool who's uh, a huge asshole who's actually borderline abusive to people. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah, I like that too. Like, okay. there's, there's nothing interesting about a heroic Deadpool. Like he's an anti-hero, might as well lean into it. And that's that's when people start really liking the character when he was an asshole. I'm pretty, Ashraf, I'm who's pretty yours? convinced. I, like, I'm pretty convinced yeah. the whole reason the Deadpool movie worked was because he was sad clown. What's what's your, yeah. what's um, your marriage? My my one is super boring and it's sort of is along the same lines as Connor. It's Batman and Catwoman. <laughs> it didn't happen. It did though. It didn't, and it did. It didn't in the main. Uh, it didn't in issue fifty, but they got married in the end. Yeah, but you don't see any of that, do you? Nah, it's just but alluded it's to. All, it's all good in my imagination. Uh, it's so sh- that Tom I, piss off. <laughs> I, I love I love that hundred issue run or technically eighty eight issue run because it it focuses on the Batman Catwoman relationship like over the years, and it uses that relationship as a storytelling device to see if can traumatize people be happy and issue 50 is the reveal that that sometimes they don't let themselves (laughs) be (laughs) they don't let themselves be happy and that uh you know it's bane pulling the strings and everything but in in the end they they can batman is uh a machine that turns hopelessness into hope and if you give him happiness he doesn't know what to do with it but like the thesis statement is yeah he can he can be happy, mm. <clears throat> and it's this, it's the same thing as uh, Dipple's thing that Connor said, where a villain uses him being married to bring him to his highest point and break him down and stuff like that. Yeah, it's yeah. yeah I I never caught on to the Batman Catwoman stuff. Like I wasn't I wasn't sort of jumping in. I was actually kind of waiting to see what would happen. Um, so I, I don't really have any common. I didn't even realize they got married in the end. I know there's like some future versions of the two who are apart, like a couple here and there. I just wasn't sure uh, um, what happened from that. Bane was pulling the strings, you said? Yeah. The entire time? Uh, yeah, he was bringing them together that, to, to break them apart. Where, so he Gotham, broke his back and he broke his heart. You meddling where, Bane. When, when Gotham is in flames, then you have my permission to kiss the bride. <laughs> yes, pretty much. That's straight up. It was ah, oh, like that's where Batman for me died. Issue fifty. I was like, cool. Don't have to get this anymore. Goodbye. Out the window. That that is a metaphorical death. That's the first death that happens in that story. Batman's. Yeah, that's it. I was like, he's dead. Cool. Done. Don't need it anymore. But the story that happens after that is really good. You should have stuck with it. Nah. <laughs> Whole days where he, he goes to court and everything. That's awesome. That's one of the the best three issue arcs I've ever read. Was anyway. the last time that Batman was universally praised in the comics when um when uh Snyder, I think it was his last name when he was doing Yeah, but but that? Scott Snyder is praised Scott Snyder is praised right now. When it was going on, it wasn't. Really? People wasn't... were yeah. People were angry at the, the retcons he did. Yeah. Because he retconned year one and he retconned Bruce maybe having a twin brother or not a twin brother, just a brother. A brother from another mother. A brother lover. Same mother, but yeah. Same mother, brother lover? <laughs> you, yeah. Having, having fun there, Sam? Yeah, sorry. I'm, I'm starting to get a bit uh, delusional now. I've just realized I'm tired too. <laughs> okay, wrapping up. Uh, let's, in interest of time, let's move on to the next question then. What, yeah. <laughs> completely unrelated, what are your favorite spy related comics? Well, okay, now th- I'm going to jump straight in because this is difficult because I don't know if I actually really read 
any spy spy related comics. Don't read anything to do with 007. Yeah, there's a lot of it. Yeah, all that secret agent stuff. I find it pretty boring and kind of tedious. I did read the first half of Die, 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 and even that got boring. I just don't like the spy thing. So... I feel like I was about to say Berserker's kind of got it's not a spy though he just literally walks in killing everyone so like I don't I don't actually think I read anything that's a spy book so I've got nothing yeah just say Moon Knight just say Moon Knight Sam he wears a suit like 007 it counts but he's, he doesn't, just say Moon Knight suit yeah a spy to me is someone that's it's all covert it's all like you know I'm undercover no one knows who I am yeah here's a mission you just accepted disguises yeah. I don't think there's legitimately a book I've got that does that right now. I think every single thing I'm reading is super superhero or like it's maybe a special agent, but they walk in and just destroy everything. Like they don't be undercover and sneaky. Did you, spy book should be sneaky. Did any of you read the uh, Agent Grace and stuff? Yeah, yeah. So that was going to be my pick. Grace oh, okay. by Tom King. <laughs> I thought that was a really good spy book. With yeah, yeah. He works for a secret agency called Spiral to undermine it um, on Batman's orders because Spiral is trying to destroy the Justice League or something. It was a weird book. I didn't I didn't go much on it. We actually, Bryony bought a series of it and I bought a series because we we're both reading it at the same time. And I always yeah. have the rule that I'm, I'm so funny in my comics that I'm, that's how cruel I am. I make Bryony buy the same series because I need to put mine and do this with mine. And yeah. she has to, she can do whatever she wants with hers. Wow. <laughs> I don't, I hated it. Like, I think I really sold it. I actually sold it. I get, oh, I borderline gave it away. I, yeah. I sold it super cheap because I was like, this sucked. <laughs> I thought it was really good. I had the opposite opinion. I thought that Tom King straddled the line between like grounded and serious and, um, emotional realism and having fantastical elements really really well i thought it was a good evolution for that character because it started good i'll give you that it started yeah. really strong just the ending the, yeah well they had to rush the ending because tom king left to do batman and also rebirth was coming and they wanted nightwing back yeah yeah so the ending was weird so the the, the whole conceit of that story is that grayson's Secret identity is revealed to the world. Uh, so he fakes his death and becomes a secret agent for a spy agency. And the ending kind of rushed Grayson becoming Nightwing again because they use a satellite to erase everyone's memory of Dick Grayson's identity getting revealed. I wish <laughs> so I had that weird. satellite. Yeah. <laughs> to erase people's brains. Mm. But, but I, thought, I thought it was really cool because Tom King is a, uh, or was a CIA officer in real life. And he became a CIA officer because of the terrorist attacks during 9-11. And he thought he could go and do good and contribute to good in the world. But once he you know, enlisted, he realized that that's a hard thing to do. And you end up doing a lot of things you regret or that keep you up at night. Not and evil. what happens if you put Dick Grayson in that sort of position where he's working for uh, an enemy that is blasé about killing, unlike him? that uses guns and asks him to use guns and he might not be doing uh the good thing all the time and uh and i think he managed to pull it off pretty well because grayson maintains his integrity and maintains his like his moral compass throughout because that's who that character is you put him anywhere and he doesn't become like batman where he's dark and gritty and he, he, succumbs he, to his like 
He's good vengeance. in Bruce Wayne, whereas Bruce Wayne's bad in Bruce Wayne, essentially. What? Yeah, yeah, he's the Bruce Wayne that succeeds, and yeah. you see that in this run. Do you have a spy one then, Connor? <sighs> like, gen- <laughs> generically, I almost thought, because like the Marvel Now 2012 to 2015 run of Black Widow wasn't half bad. Um, yeah, that was bad. okay. Um, for like the, I almost, I almost want to like almost argue Matt Fraction's Hawkeye has like those spy elements to it. Um, just in its kind presentation, yeah. um, just so I can talk about how much I like Matt Fraction's Hawkeye, but that feels like a, a cop out really. Um, <laughs> uh, so I can't really tell you, uh, if I have a proper spy one, I'll go with the Black Widow run just because like, it's one of the only ones I can think of that I've read and gone, this is a proper spy story and that I've actually liked. Like I've read things like eight, like the agents of shield stuff in 2015, um not not really i wasn't really into that um yeah it's a weird book there's a lot of there's like secret avengers had a sort of spy aspect to it um always does because they're the secret avengers but like <laughs> i uh maybe like thunderbolts the the thunderbolts with the red and the black thunderbolts team they have a they have like a a covert ops aspect to them but they're more of a, a black ops kill team than a spy team so yeah i'd have to go black widow Cool. That's a good choice. I'll, I'll allow it. <laughs> so the Marvel now run a Black Widow. Uh, the Marvel now run a Black Widow. It had some pretty good art. Uh, they actually, funnily enough, they made an action figure of the first cover, Marvel Legends, uh, when they I started their vehicle think series. I think I did see that, yeah. They were, like, the opening cover is like Black Widow on a motorcycle shooting backwards, and then they just released a Black Widow that came with the motorcycle. Like, I mean, Ghost Rider and Black Widow, name two characters who are more associated with motorcycles, guys. I mean, it was cool. I like these shit. Kamen Rider. Kamen Rider, yes. The the best Avenger. <laughs> Why didn't he show up to beat up Thanos in, in fucking Endgame? I don't know. He was busy. <laughs> um, we have one he was question. Coming. Don't we? Yeah. Uh, and I'm pushing. Well, I was going to say, that last question, do you reckon, I reckon we take that and throw it on to the next one because yeah it is sure. so yeah, for those who are curious it is a falcon and winter soldier theories hopes and predictions discussion so uh, i hope to make out start of next week oh they make, make out yeah. have you seen the they're way they have sex yeah. have you seen the way they talk to each other in like civil war they there is sexual tension there yeah absolutely then again how would you not with sebastian stan look at that motherfucker Whoops. i hope captain america sees them making out and has a heart attack and dies i think Let's that's the final wrap, wrap this up uh I'll quickly, just before, because uh, Ashraf, you have to do the sign-off. Sorry, mate, you have to do it. just want to oh, quickly to say, uh, guys, I'll give you your mugs when I see you. Um, I'll give you the stickers and a bunch of cards to throw out at your adoring fans and lovers. Uh, we've got business cards now. Well, yeah. Somehow, we've got, for some reason, we decided to have business cards. Yeah, well, they're fun <laughs> to, to pass out and put... I'm going to put them... I'm going to take them to the, the comic shops and stuff and make them, force them. I'll <laughs> literally be like, you guys, if you don't put this on the counter, I'll uh, poop on your desk. So that'll that'll definitely make them want to keep the. I mean, either either way, they end up with shit on their counter. So like, yeah, might as well take the one that smells less. So now uh, that's all I've got to say. Uh, Are you ready to take it away with a outro, Mr. Ashraf? All right. Thank you for listening to our thoughts on the page today. Um, It's been a pleasure being in your ears, and I hope (laughs) we serenaded you enough that you see us in your dreams. Okay, we're, we're in your ears, guys. You feel that? You feel that little? That's me tickling your eardrum. Do you like that? <laughs> Whispering sweet nothings to you. Sweet nothing. <laughs> Sam just starts right. screaming. Good night and good luck, everybody. T- take care, guys. Salty Connor out. This has been Comic Thoughts, 10th of March. <laughs> what?
should we just do that every every week ben should the specific date we do this like specifically date oh, you do as you want that you have to stop the recording now. i do i do i'm just doing this to piss you off sam yeah right, see ya